Three lost souls headed west, leaving behind them a trail of ruin a hundred miles long. Ahead of them unfolds uncertain fortune and certain doom. Driven by vengeance, driven by a hunger for justice and a desire for a better world, they charge into the very jaws of damnation and round perdition's teeth. The Model A was a trusty steed, able to run day and night at the behest of its owner, the Parsifal. The pure fool's was the only hand it would suffer, the only will it would bend to. Still, it was an old machine, and prone to its fits. While it was as faithful as Bucephalus, it was as stubborn and finicky as Rocinante. As time went on, it ate up miles and miles of road as those faithful mounts of legendary heroes would the grass of the meadow. But that old blacktop highway had a habit of biting right back at the worst time. Mr. C, are you uh, awake? <clears throat> Am now. Did you hear that? I do now. I gotta say, Mr. Seeger, I heard this old thing make a lot of noises, and I don't think this one sounds like uh, something I can fix with a little elbow grease and spit. Would you be opposed to stopping for a short while? I saw a sign a ways back that said there was a town coming up. Why would I be opposed to that? Well, uh, seem polite to ask is all. It's your car. Well, yeah, but it seemed like you might object to getting stalled out and stuck here. Don't worry about it. Bound to be a town up here somewhere, and I'd relish the chance to stretch my legs. Company town? Thought you knew how to read, Wheat. Look over there. At that... Oh, I see. Uh, Copperton was founded in uh, 1892 by Obadiah Queever, owner of the Queaverful Copper Company. It must be a mine up in them hills. Probably. Just like a thousand others. You were just in there talking to the man. What's the damage to the truck? Well, going by the sound, I'd say it's nothing uh, so bad as a blown radiator, though. It, it was running awful hot. Maybe got a leaky gasket or something. 
Or something. I thought you were a magician with this sort of thing. Look, I just checked to make sure it wasn't something huge that we couldn't get fixed. Going by the sound and how it was handling, I'd say it's something that could get bad, but we ain't there yet. So, how will it be to fix, you think? Well, it might be uh, as much as $5. A five spot for something that isn't a problem yet? Look, I'm following the 66, and the 66 goes up into the mountains. I'm not taking my truck up someplace where I might have to leave it. It's my livelihood, Mr. Seeger. Okay, fine, fine. Let me see. Hell. What is it? Also, I'd appreciate it. Goddamn Klansman got my wallet. You mean... I mean, we set my wallet on fire when we burn up those Klansmen to death. Ah, Tarnation? What'll we do, then? This is bigger than Tarnation, we... We're open to actually cursing territory on this one. Uh... Shit? Yeah, shit is right. We're going to have to find some bread if we're going to get your truck running. Bread? You mean money, right? Yes, we... I mean money. We need money to pay the mechanic. Well, why didn't you just say so? Because I just love explaining things to you. It really brightens my day. Well, now, there's no need to get upset, Mr. Seeger. Why don't we just go into the town and find an odd job or two? I'm sure we can make money in a, enough money in a few days. A few days? What kind of work were you thinking? Well, it's called an odd job because you don't know what it is. Come on, with any luck, we'll only be sleeping rough tonight and tomorrow night. Seems like there must be a fair or something. There's a lot of people out for a Wednesday morning. Though I can't say as it looks like this town's seen anything like fun in a long time with all those boarded up stores. Look at their expressions, Everett. These folks aren't here for a fair. Well, what do you Over there. Fellow Coppertonians, fellow workers, friends, we're here in the sight of God and man to demand our rights. For years now, the Quiverful Company has been exploiting us. Long hours, low pay, and no concern for our health or safety. No concern for our lives. Seems the company town's on strike. Sure does, Mr. Seeger. But we've reached out to others, people in a position to help us rectify our situation. Without further ado, let's welcome Ruth Doyle, all the way from Boston. My friends... My comrades, thank you for your warm welcome today. I have not been in Copperton long, and already I have seen things that moved my heart and angered the sense of justice all men ought to carry in their souls. But you already know these things. You know how you have been treated by the Queaver family. I am here now not to lead you to victory, but to prepare you for battle. Ruth Doyle, all the way from Boston continued in her talk. The miners were stirred up by her rhetoric, and Everett too found a rustle of feeling in his heart, in the sense of justice in his soul. 
Seeger, however, listened impassively. The only thing that stirred in him was the hem of his long trench coat, moved only by the desert breeze. That lady up there would make for a fine big tent preacher. This could turn bad for us. Now what is this? You fellas new in town? I... I guess you could say that, sir. Funny you should wind up here. Don't get a lot of newcomers, you know. We're just passing through is all. The same as everybody else passing through. Don't you suppose you came here with that harpy, did you? I don't think that's a nice thing to call a lady, sir. Why are you asking? <laughs> no reason in particular, except you fellas look like you could use a little dough to keep you going. Oh, sorry, sir. We're looking for bread. Dough is bread, wheat. We're no beggars, sir. But we're not above a little honest work, if that's what you mean. That is what I mean. See, I work for the Cleaverful Copper Company, and as you might have gathered, we might have a little bit of a labor shortage here in Copperton. We might have gathered. Oh, what are you suggesting, sir? I mean, how'd you like to do a little work? Earn a little extra money? Maybe speed yourselves along your way? Not above it. Like I said. Well, if you'd like to walk with me a couple minutes, we might be able to come to some kind of agreement. But... These agitators come through and they pass. Meantime, we're just trying to keep our mind open. We'll pay you reasonable, you know. Make it worth your time. Can't speak for my friend here, but I'm listening to your pitch. Got an offer for us? Come on this way and we'll talk about it. I don't know about this, Mr. Seeger. We... I'd like to see you buy a tank of gas with your not knowing about this. Can't be worse than anything else. So the Seamus and the farm boy followed the man from the mining company. Who could have known, then, how a little scabbing could end for them? Who could have foretold how events would unfold in the quiverful copper mine? Glad I happened upon you fellas. I was just on my way to talk to a couple other folks about some work for us. Can't say I don't feel the same. All this striking and what have you almost makes you a little angry, doesn't it? All these folks out of work and the ones with jobs refusing to do what they're paid for. I think. Do you? Whew, that's a smell. Occupational hazard, you know. Smells like sulfur. Get all kinds of smells coming up out of the ground. This way, this way. All kinds of gases coming up from down below. Rotten eggs one ain't so bad. It's the stuff you can't smell that you gotta worry about. I've worn a gas mask before. I can wear one again. Gas mask? Hey, you're a funny guy. Don't worry about that. Well, howdy-do, gents. Sorry to keep you waiting, but I found a couple of co-workers for you. Our heroes found themselves among a group of rough men. Dispossessed souls, traveling through or traveling to. Hungry and desperate all. For who but the hungry and desperate would turn on their fellow workers. After a brief talk, all were given the barest means of extracting shining copper from the rocks and a cup of weak, lukewarm coffee, promised money based on how much work they could do. They were dismissed to the dark bowels of the land. 
Even Everett, accustomed as he was to back-breaking labor, could not have predicted the dark, unstable terrain he now traversed, could not have foreseen the buckets of cold sweat that would pour from him in the still, uncaring air of the mine. When the men finally emerged, the sun had long since set, and the town was quiet. Too exhausted to care, they were guided by their new employer to a flop house, where they were given some stew and a bed. And again the next day, from dawn to dusk, never seeing the sun overhead, toiling in the dark like the proud Americans they were. At the end of the third day of this labor, Saturday evening, a day of rest, they broke from their line, looking for more substantial fare than the same stew for the third night. Half delirious with hard labor, but with a few more dollars in their pockets, Seeger and Everett reeled through the town, aiming for the Seoul Hotel. The presidential was anything but, but its interior was brightly lit, and the tantalizing smell of hot food and the muttering voices of workers joined in conspiracy drifted through its old-fashioned saloon doors. Shouldn't we see about the car? Listen, Wheat, you're a younger man than I am, and even I can see you're too pooped to drive. We got enough to stay the night here and a little left over. If you say so, Mr. Seeger. This, uh, county still dry? No, sir. Murder. We'll have a couple whiskeys on the rocks. Kitchen still open? I got a grill out back. Good. A couple of, uh, dinner? Sure thing, sir. Thanks, brother. I don't know if I can go back tomorrow, Mr. Seeger. Work too much for you, Wheat? I thought you'd be more than equal. It's not the work. It's it's hard, but there's been worse. It's, it's that I feel dirty, and not because of the dirt. That Boston dame speechifying got to you? Well, Mr. Seeger, I'd be lying if I said it didn't. And, uh, you, you look around a little, she's just over there. See, we, thing is, we don't know her from Adam. And while that wasn't pleasant, and we weren't paid enough, man's gotta earn a dollar somehow. And then, when I heard about the deaths, I knew I had to come. Well, we're mighty glad you did. I'm glad to be able to help. But I'll tell you, it won't be easy. Back in Minneapolis, it took months, and there was still only so much they could win, and at great cost. And that's no company town like this. There were people who weren't involved directly who could help. Deaths? You hear her, Mr. Seeger? Not our deaths, Everett, and not our concern. We work a couple more days and split. Leave them to their striking. I don't know how I feel about that. If you mean to say you feel bad about it, just out and out say it. We're not bound together by anything more than honor and a couple of dead clansmen. And did I hear right? They just left the bodies under the shale without any kind of burial? And the widows? It wasn't always like this. Used to be we were given a fair shake, but it's changed. Widows and children left higher and drier in the desert, Miss Doyle. They let the men fall in place after hours and hours of work. They just kept driving them till they dropped like, like animals. But 
Anyone who tells the manager about seeing a man in a black deucey is promised a crisp $20 bill. Why would that be? I don't know. I think they're waiting for someone. Working us to death while looking for this man in black. Maybe he bought him out. Maybe Queaver ain't the owner anymore and it's just being done in his name. I don't know. Did you hear that, Mr. Seeger? I'm ready to pretend like I didn't. Well, I'm not. Miss Doyle, do you mind if I join? That depends, doesn't it? Uh, on what? Are you ready to take up arms? To sacrifice yourself so that all may live in greater harmony? Well, uh, Miss Doyle, I, I was raised to be a good Christian, and the way I see it, that's right there in the manual. Sorry my friend interrupted you, miss. He'll be coming back to the bar with me. There's nothing to apologize for. Well, miss, I, I reckon there is. See, we're just traveling through, and we needed some money, and I figured they were playing nice with us, but I don't like the way this Queaver fool does his business. And what I heard you saying just now, is, is that true? They, they just left him down there, and the mine didn't even bury him? You were scabbing? I've seen the empty space by the poor widow's arm where her husband used to be, and the undug land where the bodies should be laid. If you went back there tomorrow, you'd find skeletons and rotted corpses sticking out of the tunnel soon enough. There's skeletons and rotted corpses in every hole in the ground on this green earth, lady. But this earth is red with the blood of the working man. And you're talking a good game, but I can see your heart's not in a word you're saying. You calling me disingenuous? I'm calling you unsure. I'm mighty sorry for the scabbing. I, I didn't know that's what that was. I We don't have too many strikes back on the farm where it's, it's just you and your ma. No, I don't suppose you do. I'll just be taking him back to the bar. Think our food might be ready soon. I'm sorry, Mr. Seeger, but I reckon I'll be staying right here. Miss Doyle, you sure about letting this scab sit in? I'm sure enough. These two don't seem like normal scabs. They're desperate, not fooled. Jesus H. Christ. Mr. Seeger? Jiminy Christmas, then. Can't win for losing around here. It occurs to me. They trust you now, more or less? Haven't given them a reason not to. Other than talking to you. Oh. Perfect. Now. So the scabs broke bread with the union organizer. Everett clung on her every word, and though Seeger would never have admitted it, he too found her words compelling, and the miners' complaints more than sufficient. Our heroes needed the money, but both were moved to put morals before their need for cold hard currency. They sat awake talking into the small hours of the morning, and before the first desert birds began to wail, they had a plan mapped out.